holy cow it's these are bad movies again we're here and you're here again for some reason we don't we don't i might have our finger on that one yet i'm always showing up and who i am is amanda ferriante and i'm amy bell we're doing it (laughs) you're just a little extra sometimes there especially today okay so we're gonna see free guy and full disclosure amanda already went and saw it last night and is super excited about this movie and also says it's bad. Yes. So that leaves me in a place where I don't know what to think. Um, and I and I don't want you to know what to think because it wasn't what I thought it was. I showed up and I was like, this is a different movie. Interesting. Okay. So I'm going to have to kind of get caught up and see. Honestly, as much as she's hyped it up, plus said it's a bad movie... It's I, glorious. It just leaves a lot of room for me to not agree with her. It, it does. It's so beautiful. It it felt like butterflies in my soul. You know this is a bad movie podcast, right? It's still bad. Oh my gosh. I just don't think it's going to live up to all the things that Amanda has told me it's I don't be. think you'll like it as much as I did. Okay. Okay. I, we're I, getting somewhere. I, I think it contained enough elements of things that I like very much for me to just go... I like all of it. Thank you. Thank you for making this movie. (laughs) Okay. It is very good for me, but also bad. Yes. Which is why I'm so confused. Yes. I mean, I know we like bad things, but I love this bad thing. Seldom are we this excited for the bad thing. I'm so excited (laughs) deep in my soul over seeing this movie again. Did you see it yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Two days in a row, she's seeing this movie in the theater. So that's the base level that we're starting from right now. And it's it's a bad movie. I know there, there are faults to find with it. You will find them and feel them. I found them. I don't feel them. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Let's do it. Well... We did it. We saw the movie. We sure did. What did you think, Amy? I would like you to explain yourself, Amanda. Which part? The fact that you think it's a bad movie. Well, first, I think you should say if you think it's a bad movie. I don't. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. At all. Like, no, I enjoyed it. Well, we can enjoy bad things. We can. I also don't feel like I have a critique about it being a bad movie. Okay. So then I think what we do is have you talk about it and then me come in and just tip all the dominoes over. All right. Yeah, sure. So you're wanting me to sum up the plot? Yeah. Okay. Although I'm way more qualified, like doubly qualified for this one. Yeah, because you're the lord of the plot. (laughs) Well, no, because I saw it twice. I know you did. (laughs) All right. So Guy is an NPC in a video game and he is going about his NPC life And you don't really realize that he's an NPC until it's kind of like repeating over and over again. And then he kind of starts to gain awareness of his own wants and desires and a desire for something greater than what he already has. And it starts out simple with him asking for a cappuccino instead of like... No, it starts before that even when he sees the one on the street. Yeah, so he's been looking for a girlfriend. And and here's another person walking down the street humming a Mariah Carey song and is like struck by Cupid's bow. Yes. And that's what causes him to break out. 
of his shell. And he keeps trying to find this woman. He winds up attacking one of the player avatars that are from the real world. Who con- who consistently come and rob the bank he works at. Yeah, because it's he works at a bank and there's like a mission like bank heist. So, you know, he every day goes in and there's a stick up and somebody steps on his head. Like that's and then his normal day. Repeat multiple times that day. Yeah. And he uh so he attacks one of the actual player avatars and takes their sunglasses and when he gets the sunglasses he's able to see like the video game. Like the HUD. Yeah, so he can see, you know, items on the street to heal and money floating around and, you know, the stuff that you see in a, uh, like an RPG video game. Yeah, or or first person shooter, whatever. Think Fortnite. I was thinking like Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is also a comparison. Yeah. So he keeps running into the woman the woman is in the real world and she is in the game a lot because she is looking for some evidence that the game creator is um has stolen one of her programs and her former game developer partner works for the game developer that runs this game and she's trying to get him to help her catch the main game developer in the theft. So the woman's name is Millie. Her previous partner, who now works for Tsunami, is Keys. And the person who is alleged to have stolen their game programming is named Antoine. Yes. And so she kind of develops feelings for the NPC. He's Uh, a really nice guy, guy. And... No one realizes that he's an NPC. They think he's just this kind of super player. Who's hacked and gotten a skin that no one else can unlock. So he looks like just a background character. Yeah. And he sort of becomes this this uh, online phenomena because he's playing the game in a different way. He's not going around holding up banks or lighting citizens on fire. He's rescuing them. And it's not occurred to anybody else to play the game nice. Yes. But he can also do things that players don't have controls for. Like, he's able to kiss the girl. In-game, there's no press F to kiss. Yes. I wonder why you said press F, Amanda. Press F to pay respects. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. So, they kind of find this area that they think the... the evidence of wrongdoing is hidden in the game. And he's helping her get it. And then they kind of find out that Guy is an NPC and Antoine goes over the top to try to stop him from discovering this video game within a video game that's evidence of his theft of Millie's idea. Because there's a lawsuit and also he's launching the sequel to the online game within two days and... Um, doesn't want sales to drop and sales have dropped because of attention paid to blue shirt guy guy (laughs) (laughs) who is a virtual sensation so everybody finds out that he's an NPC and he is able to rally the other NPCs to keep them from being tools at Antoine's disposal so he drops in a 
bulky dude that's glitchy and hilarious. And based on Guy. To beat him up. Uh, but he overcomes and his best buddy, who is really reluctant to kind of branch out of his regular routine, winds up being a hero and helps him get to the new island where they can live freely and develop as sentient AIs in a video game. Yes. I will also note that best buddy is named Buddy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then Millie has to come to terms with the fact that she was falling in love with an NPC. And a guy, the NPC, uh, lets her know that, yeah, well, it's in my code to like you. I'm a love letter to you. And so she finds out that the her partner Keys. in programming was actually madly in love with her and they hook up. And then they hook up and then it goes to black. Color comes back in. Guys being comforted by dude. <laughs> and he's thought Buddy has been dead this entire time. And then Buddy shows up and is like, hey, I was dead. And then I materialized in some fairy dust and rode a centaur in this cool new world we live in. And then they embrace and they run off together happily into the sunset to continue their lives as best friends and life partners. Yes. Quite beautiful. It was. So what what kind of uh, bah humbuggery do you have against this movie? Well, there's so many things right with it. Yes. There are so many things right with it. There's wonderful character development. And, like, Millie's great. Guy's great. Keys is less there. But, you know, I'm, I was actually pleased with Keys. He seemed like a real nice guy. <laughs> Antoine, played by Takai Watiti, was hilarious. Loved it. The video game culture, as depicted with... The like the preteen girls in the bedroom playing as like some tough guy with the with the cloud trench coat and the little ones telling the older one to blast them like smoke his ass <laughs> and blast the mother you know um gamer culture and the little Fortnite dances and streaming uh-huh. and there's actual YouTubers in the movie. Thankfully, not ones that I'm wholly aware of. Um, otherwise, I think it would have detracted. But, like, it really gets gamer culture. It does. Some of the video game stuff doesn't actually make sense with the rules they set up, but I forgive it uh-huh. because it's a two-hour-long sci-fi movie right. about a video game right. and AI, right. and I'm in love with it, uh-huh. so I forgive it. Yes. The treatment of... The other background NPC characters, uh-huh. I think, was also wonderful. There's two notable interactions between Guy and other NPCs. The first being with Coffee Shop Girl. No. The barista. I think she was just called Barista. Barista. And the second being with Bombshell. Yes. Right? Just to sort of like stand in. This is a barista. This is a bombshell chick lady. And he is trying to explain at various points in the movie that you have agency and free will and you can live a better life. Like, I'm doing it. It's crazy. You can do it too. Clearly, we have the same programming. Right. And, you know, his his example aspiration for barista is, hey, instead of a regular coffee, you can make a cappuccino. And the barista's response is, or I can make a difference in the world. 
Yeah. <laughs> and with Bombshell, he shoes off a player and tells Bombshell, hey, you don't have to be with losers like that. You could be with a good guy. And Bombshell responds, or not at all. Yeah. And then goes and writes a memoir, like a feminist manifesto. <laughs> exactly. I think there was real wonderful treatment of even the background background characters in this movie. And wonderful points about agency and free will and all kinds of stuff. Even the conversation later on with Buddy, where it's like the Matrix question. <laughs> we live in a simulation. It's all fake. What? Oh, what is life? And he's like, well, this seems real to me. I'm helping a friend. And I almost cried both times. Very touching. Like, I think the movie does a lot right but i didn't ask you about that i know but it's like my favorite movie of the year and i needed to say all those things first (laughs) okay but what i want to know what's bad so you notice how the entire thing is about a video game Uh uh-huh and also prominently features video game developers as characters Uh and in fact a video game company yes did anything seem off about the culture there uh no it seemed depicted like video game companies Except it was a critique of the video game industry that entirely left out crunch. And crunch is like the big hot topic with the video game industry right now. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I'm familiar with crunch, but I I guess maybe I'm not familiar with it enough to have missed that it wasn't there because what I saw was him forcing developers to put in a character that wasn't really ready to go. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we're going to get fired. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the treatment of the employees was certainly a part of Antoine's character Mm -hmm. and a part of what built up the villainy Mm -hmm. uh, because the villain wasn't really any one person. It was kind of the whole culture was the villain. But mostly Antoine. Antoine yeah. is the well, one who, the took, captain. who took an axe to the servers and tried to commit AI genocide. Okay, well, that was the one point where I was like, well, this is stupid. Because why take an axe to the thing you can unplug? It looks really cool. and It he, did he, look cool, but would still. Un- would unplugging it wipe it? Is that it, how Would it matter? No, he's trying to destroy the entire thing. Take a magnet. Well, he had an axe. <laughs> it looked very cool. It did. It was just stupid. Yeah. Well, if that's the biggest complaint about the movie, I think we're doing okay. Um, it was a bit of a send-up of capitalism. The NPCs, like, in text, do a uh, a strike, a sit-out. Sit down? Help me. Any of those things are fine? Yeah, they do that. And Antoine, the main villain, talks... His entire motivation is money. Yes. And and profit. Yes. Right? Yes. And that is great, but they don't say crunch. They don't really depict crunch. Like, you could take all of his boss-ness, badness, and apply that to a different industry, and and it wouldn't be out of place. With crunch, it's... It's a it's an employment law issue, actually, because most of these uh, game developers and people who are writing code and, and like the characters in this movie uh-huh. are salaried employees. Uh-huh. 
and it's become a normal part of game development to well and they fall into the professional exemption yeah and so it's become a normal part of of game development to undershoot the time frame needed to deliver a game and so some games are made entirely in crunch where um em- employees are working 50 60 80 hours a week or more sleeping overnight on location uh, not seeing their families like the physical and mental toll that it regularly takes to be part of game development is is a huge issue that okay like all right i can get behind this like to the point of there's articles from 10 years ago and i'm sure even farther back just a cursory search saying, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we had unions? And even more, last year I saw an article saying, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we had unions? And so I think it was a huge oversight in a movie about video game production featuring a video game company and, in fact, a strike (laughs) to not address one of the biggest issues in gaming right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, in addition to forming unions, um, I, th- I think that that classification of professional worker probably mm-hmm. needs to be re-examined. The idea between professional classification was that if you have a doctor or a lawyer, mm-hmm. and those are really the two biggest ones, that, you know, when it comes to life and death or liberty, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want limitations on time to get the job done. Video games are a little different. Yeah, but the whole tech industry has been classified as professional. And this whole idea of professional has really grown past the professions that you really do. I mean, because if you're a lawyer, Mm -hmm. like we are, Mm -hmm. we don't work on these kind of cases because we're sane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and they're hard to make a profit from. Actually, class action lawsuits, especially... Or even big appellate things, all all kinds of stuff where yeah. you where you have these big deadlines and a lot of work. They, um, you know, need to pull some all nighters. Like if you have a school project or something, mm-hmm. it's it's very similar. Although I also argue that the legal profession would probably be a lot more efficient, and a lot of people would be uh, more effective lawyers. Uh, employment in law would be a lot easier if they also hired more people mm-hmm. and stopped giving inflated salaries to a few personalities yeah and just got enough people to to protect the crunch there well if, if we were going to talk about the legal profession we need to bring up a different movie <laughs> no but we're talking about employment law yes but so that like even that I think lawyers, it's, it's being generous. Doctors, on the other hand, like say you're having a medical emergency mm-hmm. and the surgery goes 16 hours. Like, yeah, but you're maybe not- the doctor needs someone to like come in and put their hands in there. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But, but you want them on the case through the entire thing, right? Yes, but you're also not expecting them to do 18-hour surgeries back to back to back for months. <laughs> well, they do overwork doctors too. But they do. Another point. That, you're right. But that's not the standard. But the reasoning behind those two professions is much more founded in the traditional ways that those professions work mm-hmm. 
then the new, the much newer mm-hmm. tech industry trying to use the classification that should be applied to doctors and lawyers to skirt employment law for uh, tech workers. Oh, and it, and it's it actually got worse when my previous governor, the governator, <laughs> uh, passed a law just changing where the threshold was and sp- specifically to tech for uh, the, the salary and, and when you get overtime pay and all that kind of stuff. So actually, it's gotten worse in the last decade. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I don't think this movie was going to address that kind of thing because and, and it was a Disney movie. Yeah. Okay. And because similar issues have arisen in animation. Oh. I see, see. See, I was giving them much more innocent motivations in that it just wasn't uh, within the scope of what this movie was addressing. But that doesn't ring true when the launch was two days away for the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was the perfect opportunity to write about this issue in a movie that wasn't backing away from other ones. <sighs> and I don't and, and 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 Okay, and, and this is, well, it's such a big issue. It is one of the biggest fronts of uh, employment law right now. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the biggest fronts in um, the push for feminist equality uh, because women are treated particularly heinously mm-hmm. in the video game industry but all video game workers as a whole are also treated really terribly yes and with that hop skip and jump to animation think about these uh, computer graphics teams that work on these big movies think about how many people had to be touching this one which largely takes place in an a virtual world yes even like it's ryan reynolds but they've glossed over his face so he looks more digital the entire right, time right right and how common it is for these very artistic and skilled groups of people for their entire companies to go down after the movie's a success that's what happened to the team that did avatar really yes it was a huge scandal it was this the Avatar was the the number one movie, replacing the Titanic. I think. Oh yeah, and it was right. It was number one for a long time, and not still there. I think it got bumped by the first Avengers movie. Okay, but it got awards for its visuals, and they're passing out awards when the company's already kaput because they put in the overtime and the hours and got underpaid. And couldn't stay out of the red. And that is not abnormal in the video game industry or the movie graphics industry. There's tons of, of, of companies that'll make a video game on time punishing the employees. And then it goes under. Even if it's a success. Yeah. Okay. So I was shocked that this did not raise your flags when you saw it. Well, like I said, I just gave it the credit of it not being within the scope of that subject because it was addressing... I mean, it was it was such an existentialist movie. It was very existentialist and lovely. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah, it was It was like, uh, does I think they, therefore I am... And even if I'm not... ...actually mean something. Like, 
is thought what creates being or even the the environment versus genetics sort of question because as you mentioned earlier guy was programmed as a love letter to millie like it's in his code to love this specific woman and he does very much but at the end of the movie he lets her go like he is able to go against the very foundation of his being what his core motivations were written into his very i guess you'd call it dna yes as an ai the code because he had self-determination yeah uh as a philosophical movie it was charming and funny and surprisingly nuanced yeah and an hour and 55 minutes long not including 30 minutes of trailers and i saw it two days in a row i'm not complaining about the length of this one no it it kept you engaged the entire way through but now i am upset about the crunch thing yeah i don't like you anymore but you see what i've been saying it's beautiful i love it it is my movie of the year and it's a bad movie well now it makes me want to really follow up on what uh what the employment practices were for the making of this film because what a slap in the face it could be yeah in fact Uh uh-huh with what the industry standards are right now well but i don't know i mean have you seen anything about the production of this movie i haven't gone looking okay i do know that ryan reynolds was a producer on it but a single producer does not make all decisions and disney is just the worst right now i mean they're breaking contracts Uh, they've always had a stranglehold on their employees well and that's part of why like these big companies outsource so much is Mm -hmm. because when you outsource it's not your company that mistreated the workers. It's the you other one. You had no idea. And it just happened because that's what <laughs> happens sometimes. You just go under. Oh, well. Um, I guess they were mismanaged. Yeah. So I, I think the movie tried and did say a lot of good things. But, you know, the big Disney stamp on the top of it automatically had me going "Mm, i don't know about this one because disney is not an ethical company come on y'all come on okay okay no that's fair that's fair they made a movie that seemed like it talked about those things but didn't actually that's fair that's really fair okay yeah Agreed. These are bad movies. Yeah. These are bad movies. I love it, though. I know. So much. I do have a question. Okay. Was the 3D worth it? Uh, okay. So, for context, Amy and I saw it together 3D. And the previous night, I'd seen it, the Dolby IMAX sound, whatever thing. But Dolby's the branding. Not 3D. Not 3D. But not the regular digital. And between the two... I preferred the Dolby. And it was because it shook me like a pear in the back of a truck on the way to the supermarket. (laughs) Okay. And it really added to the experience. (laughs) Okay. Like the sound was in me. (laughs) 
Okay. And it was okay. a bigger theater, and there were more yeah. people, and it was That more... might be, like, keep it to yourself thoughts, Amanda. No, 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 no. No. That's a thing. People know about the pair punishment box. That's an online thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the pear punishment. It's it's box. more of a I don't want to know. It's more of a zoomer thing. Anyway, I don't want to know. Someone did up a, a I uh, said I don't want to know. Like a data set with visual illustration of bruising of pears in transit. And you know, people related. <laughs> but anyway, I preferred the big audience. I mean, it was like a communal experience. I was like clapping and cheering, and I did not get the opportunity to do that in the 3D because it was a much smaller <laughs> crowd. Well, and the uh, to me, I find the real D 3D to be the glasses are poor fitting, and they need to be really flush to get the right effect. I could, I, I could see it throughout the movie. I but, wear glasses, though. Yeah. And... Also, like, when I was a kid, back in the day... The blue and the red. Blue, red. That actually bugged the crap out of me. I don't care. When they did 3D, it was like going to punch you in the face 3D. And, like, this real D 3D is like, oh, look, there's a little bit more depth to this picture. I mean, Whereas, the- like, you were going to get punched in the face with objects. Except... I was, 3D was way cooler the, in the day. The the old 3D glasses fit me even worse than the current ones. Uh, these fit me way worse than the old ones. Well, I mean, it's a matter of taste. But also, not taste, fit. Whatever. Yeah, it's a matter of fit. These don't yeah. fit. Yeah. So, I mean, the 3D was fine. I wouldn't have paid extra for it. I mean, it, it just looked a little more dimensional. Yeah, it, I, it really wasn't. I wasn't complaining. But... The first time watching it was the primo experience for me. I yeah. mean, holy cow. I told Amy before we went, halfway through the movie, this man I was sitting next to and I had a moment. <laughs> like he was there with his kids who were maybe my age or a little younger. And halfway through the movie, there's this big climactic kiss between Guy and Millie. And the music is soaring and the visuals and it's spinning the camera. And like, he's looking at me and he's like, man, that's what love feels like. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (gasps) All right. Like, it was just really neat. Okay. And also any movie that references greatest American hero is going to be on my good list. Okay. All right. But also, even if it didn't. I love it very much. Number one movie of the year. All right. Do you want to give your Uberk for it? <sighs> mm. <Yee>. <laughs> okay. What's <Yee. laughs> What's your Uberk? Huh. <laughs> I really, really liked it. Yeah. When when Buddy and Guy are talking about you know, does any of this even really matter? And Guy's like, yes, because I care about you and I'm here in this moment for you. I almost cried both times. I told Amanda we weren't recording an episode on this and I thought she was insane. Man, I got the chops. I was shocked when you walked out and we're like, yeah, I don't have any issues with that. I don't, yeah. Because we, we usually disagree walking in. And to disagree walking out, 
less unusual, but usually I'm the one saying, that was okay. Yeah, no, you were good on you. You found it. I f- like You found the thing. You're champ. right. You're right. You did it. Success. Good job. My movie. Yeah. My movie. It just shows that we can make anything a sad, sad reflection of the human experience. I mean, that's just Disney, man. <laughs> I'm not on board with Disney. I just... I get that people have nostalgia for it but get over it they stink they they're trailing blood and guts and poop behind them as they go walking on necks breaking hearts disney (laughs) so before we let y'all go last week we did a little something special and we joined a group called movie night extravaganza and we had a great time discussing the planet of the apes on a uh, live YouTube feed, stream, whatever you kids call it. Uh, but you can see the video on YouTube at Movie Night Extravaganza. It's the Planet of the Apes episode. Clearly. We, we can drop a link to it in the description. Worth checking out. We had a ton of fun. And also, you'd get to see our ugly mugs. And the wonderful, deranged backdrop we made. And also enjoy some other movie critique creator people it's a good time check it out and uh i think that leaves us to say yeah we are professionals don't watch these at home <laughs>